I don't even explain, Dan, where are we going with this one? So, I, I mean, what was one of the key words you heard there? Doctor, we need you home. Doctor. So, um, obviously, we saw we'll cover a catastrophic injury today that is arguably one of the I mean, when we think about this, I mean, I, we've probably talked about this on this show and I because I bring it up all the time. Yeah. Where does that rank in the worst injuries you've ever seen live on TV? Well, they tried very hard to not show us. You had to yeah, really correct. dig to find that injury. Yeah. But I mean, looking at that, and obviously we'll we'll cut it short after this. That was gruesome. Yes, it was. Um, I mean, Kevin Ware still takes the book for me, mm-hmm. even after watching that. But that's a top five, easy top oh, five yeah. for me. Big time. Um, yeah. So we'll we got a lot to talk about this week. Of course, you know we'll talk about the Nick Chubb injury. But we, after a brief hiatus, we got two trades to talk about. And then, I mean, we're going to kind of high level. I think there's each team in the the Justice League has something worth chatting about. So just kind of a quick rundown with them as we are two weeks in the books. And um, I, I don't think it's quite shaken out in that league how we expected. Some ways, yes, but some ways, no. And then, of course, we'll wrap up with our matchups of the week in week three. Sound good, Dan? Let's fucking rage, brother. All right. Well, let's talk about we had a big trade and a small trade. And we'll start with the big trade. Uh, The big trade involved Kevin and Armand getting together on a deal. And I feel like, I mean, this is one I, I, at least me personally, it just seemed like so obvious. It seemed like a deal destined to happen uh, whenever Armand decided to really contend. Um, And in this deal, Armand received Jonathan Taylor, Hunter Henry, and a 2024 second-round draft pick that is Nick Roos. And in return, Kevin received a 2025 first that is Armand's, a 2025 second that is Kevin's own, a 24 third that is Armand's, DJ Moore, Darnell Washington, and Jarek McKinnon. Dan, what are your thoughts on this deal? All right, well, let's let's break a couple things down here, and I think mm-hmm. I'm as I get myself super uber prepared on the other screen. Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, is the big name that's being moved here. Jonathan Taylor has two more weeks where he is going to be inactive as he was yep. placed on the pump to begin with. Yep. So this is two weeks of, um, I mean, Armand doesn't have a guy for two weeks. And this is obviously the big focal point of this trade. Hunter Henry is having a fantastic fantastic start through two weeks. I don't buy it. I don't see the sustainability here. 19 points in week one against Philly. Mm-hmm. Good defense. 20 points against Miami in week two. Not nearly as good as Philly on the defensive perspective, but they're no slouch. Yep. Week three against the Jets and week four against Dallas is what's going to truly prove me wrong in in, in this belief that Hunter Henry is is a fluke at this current point. Uh, there's no way Hunter Henry finishes in the top seven in tight ends this year. I just don't see it happening. And, I, I mean, I think he finishes outside the top ten. That's personal opinion. I just don't – I'm a Mac Jones owner. It's tough, but I just don't see part of that. So this is a 
it's an interesting piece as Kevin does this to shed, I mean, 39 points with it. But, I mean, Kevin's side, Jarek McKinnon's been underutilized in the Kansas City offense. I don't – you would think you would get more out of him from the passing game, but we've seen four receptions on five targets for 34 mm-hmm. yards. Have no idea what they're doing there. DJ Moore is part of the amazing, fantastic, high-powered Chicago Bears offense. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's a lie. He had a good week last week against Tampa Bay, but until the Bears organization really figures out what their identity is, and after some of the comments that Fields made today with being robotic, the, the, the coaching staff needs to change. And they need to piece it around him. And Darnell Washington is a straight-up scrub at the moment. He's a rookie, so a lot of youth. But Kenny Pickett has proven not to be great. Najee Harris is having issues running the ball. Pickens had a great catch last week for a big touchdown, which which made them look good. But getting the first for Kevin is huge. Granted, it's, it's a year out. Um, I don't know how I feel about this trade overall. <laughs> like I think it's I, like it, it sounds bad to say, uh-huh. but I got a guy that I got the best player in the in the in the draft that's not playing for another two weeks, and we still don't know what his future is. We have a a lopsided tight end and three underwhelming pieces in an offense. I, I mean, you want to chalk this up for Kevin? I I don't see a problem with Kevin getting these pieces, especially as we talk about our division. I'm okay with what Kevin got here. That that's that's my sixth sense. Yeah, I mean, I think the way I see it is I think this is pretty close to the cost of what Jonathan Taylor would cost if he was like healthy right now. Um a 2025 first, like we'll just project it as mid. Uh Kevin's 2025 second is definitely more valuable than Nick's second uh this year. So that's a gain, nice gain for Kevin. Um DJ Moore, he's been um, I think at this point he's Kind of like that classic player that just has the high potential and just doesn't deliver even before like this disappointing stretch with the Bears. Um, the fantasy world, for whatever reason, just, you know, likes, you know, gravitates towards him. And I think there's, you know, obviously reasons for that. But, you know, at a certain point, you know, when you're in your career for what six years at this point, I think for DJ Moore um, or seven, maybe um, it's, you know, is it actually going to happen? Um, but still, I mean, that's a very, you know, solid piece to get for someone in Jonathan Taylor right now who, you know, you mentioned the two games, but there's also no guarantee that he's going to even, you know, be active and playing right away in two weeks. Um, I, I, I don't really know the timeline. We talked about, you know, him last week and, you know, is it going to be in Indianapolis? Is it going to be moved off somewhere else? You know, I don't know. Um, so I think just from like a value perspective, I feel like Kevin got a bit more for where Jonathan Taylor has been going, you know, in this post holdout suspension or not suspension post holdout um, weird relationship with the Colts um, world. Um, But, you know, a month ago or, you know, maybe two months ago, you know, Jonathan Taylor was definitely worth this. And I think this also wouldn't be an unreasonable pay. And I don't think you would bat an eye if someone bought Jonathan Taylor for this, especially Hunter Henry, who I agree with you. I don't think this is something that's going to be sustainable for him. Um, so uh, it's a, it's maybe a smidge steep 
than I would like to see for Armand. But I think, you know, we've talked about Armand's team a lot. And now, yes, he's got Kyron Williams and, you know, Zach Moss, who, you know, is the current Indianapolis Colts running back, you know, performing. Um, we'll see how sustainable and long-term those guys produce. Um, but you'd like to think that he probably needed one more guy. And Jonathan Taylor was definitely the best available uh, running back uh, that would seemingly be likely to be traded at this point. So I, I definitely give him, you know, kudos for getting this guy and, you know, adding to a team that, you know, is is going for it, you know, wants to just make the playoffs and, you know, to have a team that can, you know, contend. So I definitely respect him for that. For Kevin, I think, you know, this is another good trade for a running back that, you know, moving on, uh, getting, you know, pretty, pretty darn good value. So I like it for both teams. I, I don't think it's a slam dunk for either side. Yeah, uh, Moore is playing year six, for the record. Okay, good to know. Yep. Um, so it's, any... it's always the fact-checking piece to it. I always, I always feel like, what was it, pardon my take with... Um, Step boy? Yeah, like like at the very end, it's like, hey, what, yeah, what did Tony you fuck Rialli. up and talking about? Yeah, yep. Tony Rally, which I, I'm a big Tony Rally fan, just sidebar. Yeah, like, especially great. when he, once he lost his kid, like, that was a tough Not piece to it. But yeah, I mean, always was a big fan of... Um, whatever show he hosted where he gave people points, but they didn't actually matter. Yeah. Around the horn. He still yeah, does around the horn. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I have anything else to, to offer there. I mean, it's a bit, it's a huge piece being moved and yeah. I, this is part of my continued strategy of own the backfield. If you want to have a guy that you believe in a running offense with, you should have the starter and you should have the guy that follows him up. And Indy's got to run the, run the ball with a young rookie QB. Um, mm-hmm. It was looked good, but has a concussion issue apparently. Um, I yeah, I mean, getting Taylor to to cover your ass with Zach Moss, not a bad play. You paid for it a little bit, but again, Jonathan Taylor was RB one last year. Mm, I don't know if he was RB one. I don't even think he was RB two. Jonathan Taylor had a disappointing year last year. Jonathan Taylor. He only played eleven games. Um, and on a per game basis, he wasn't even over 15. Um, so it was definitely, you know, a pretty hard regression from his RB1 season in 2021. Um, but to your point, like the offense was pretty garbage last year. Yeah. And albeit pretty briefly, you know, just in two games, um, there is a lot to be excited about Anthony Richardson um, and what he's brought to the table. So Jonathan Taylor does it, you know, here with the Colts or if he moves on elsewhere, I think there's definitely reasons to be optimistic about his future. Cool. All right, let's move on to the small trade that just went down a couple of hours ago in our league or, or an hour ago. Uh, Adam and Steve got together on a little uh, point shaven uh, deal. Uh, in this deal, Adam received Josh Reynolds, uh, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, and KJ Osborne, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. In return, Steve received Rakeem Jarrett, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, a 2026 fourth, that is Adams, uh, and a player that he's already dropped, so we're not even going to mention him. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on this? I, this is a straight-up fuck you, Zane move, 100,000%. Yep. Josh Reynolds has outperformed his his kicking ability right now. And that's sick, this coverage average. Oh, God, thank you 17 for figuring that all there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then KJ Osborne has shown that I mean, he's going to draw it to, he's going to, when you got to cover Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, some, somebody's got to cover the slot guy. And well, he's Osborne, not even, he's playing over Addison right now. 
Uh, that's like the frustrating part as an Edison owner um, is he's just he's getting like the more work. Uh, he's the clear number two right now for Minnesota. I think that'll definitely subside uh, as the season goes on because Addison's been lights out and uh, limited snaps. But yeah, I mean, when, I mean, getting Chase Edmonds is going to be what it is. Raheem Jarrett is. I mean, this is a this is a a pure win in Steve's eyes for me. Yeah, he actually got something. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, and we're going to, well, real quick, let's talk about Adam. Yeah. Uh, I guess these are upgrades. Um, Yeah, I mean, both guys are starting. When we look at his, at his I mean, Cordell Patterson, no. Danta Foreman, no. Rashad Penny, no. Um, Three guys I haven't heard of. Mac Hollins, no. Michael Hardman. Oh, God, that's a fucking tough one. Um, this Wicks fella who had a decent, I mean, he, two receptions, he found the end zone. Um, so you're there. Yeah, these guys but... are both starters for, for Adam's team, at least right now. So I guess it's fine, but. You don't feel good. They're not really stable pieces, to say the least. Nope. And I, I'm just, yeah, it's. Uh, this is this is maybe Adam's small move to see if he can be m- more relevant than. Kevin after Kevin moves on from Jonathan Taylor and Hunter mm-hmm. Henry. Yep. Like it's. Well, I mean, it's, it's a plea to, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about Adam shortly, yeah. but you know, Adam ha- has a lot of concerns going on right now with his team to say yep. the least. So this agree. is, this is a couple band-aids to maybe stop a sinking ship. I don't know. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about Steve's team. Cause right now the one dot one, um, we maybe thought it was a shoe in for, Steve a couple weeks ago um, but through two weeks Zane would be the guy that would be picking first if the season ended um, and it's frankly not really close right now over a 30 point uh, potential lead um, you know these guys the KJ Osborne's of the world the uh, Josh Reynolds of the world like they're kind of awful to roster as a rebuilding team because you can't get anything for them and all they do is just give you unpredictable points <laughs> oh marvin mims jr well i mean at least week. at least he's he a rookie. out at least yeah. he's a rookie yeah which i'll i'll, I'll give that i mean like uh, i rather I, yeah like there's a difference between rostering a rookie that goes off and rostering a 27 year old josh reynolds with no future um and really no limited upside like Josh Reynolds is not going off and going to be a wide receiver too. And even if he is going to be a wide receiver too, like, are you going to get more than a third? Like the, the upside is like so small. It's like not even worth having a hope and a prayer on. And, but unfortunately at this point, you really can't just, I guess, drop them. So going back to the previous deal, I mean, I guess kudos to Steve for getting something. Yeah. Which I, I think it was a great play. Cause I think this really makes Steve competitive to get one, one. I mean, you don't have a starting quarterback. Period. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, it definitely does. Because the problem that Steve is running into, and I think becoming clear, is Steve has way more depth than Zane. Yeah. You know, Zane has, you know, hitched his wagon to all these quarterbacks. And, you know, even that's becoming a problem for Zane because now these quarterbacks are starting to play. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if maybe – you know, some of the ones that are popping up to play, like Zane starts moving off on. Because at the end of the day, you know, this is not just a thing just in our league. You know, I'm sure, you know, to some of the people in other dynasty leagues, like 
the tank for Caleb Williams is real going to be epic. And I know there's consolation prizes, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers, some other quarterbacks. Like it's it's the Caleb Williams show. And so, so we had suck for ahead. luck. Suck yeah. for luck. Do we have anything for Caleb Williams that's catchy like that? Mm, let me see. I'll Google it real quick. Like I'm just I'm just thinking about like like I forget one team name at one point aside from I don't know which league we played in, but it was Suck for Luck was their team name. Yep. And I mean, obviously Caleb Williams is the I, I think is the bell of the ball. I think he's a real guy, like a real player and everything. They I think they have a decent matchup this week. For, like as you look that up, I'm looking up the fucking football schedule. Yeah, or, I can't no, really... they have they're in Arizona State. That's gonna be a blowout. I think it's next week they're playing Colorado. Um, checking to be a hundred percent sure. Do, 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 do. USC Colorado, yes, at eleven a.m. September thirtieth. I know what I will be at that time. Yeah, and no, I can't really find that. There's, there's nothing simple like suck for luck. Okay, well, if you're listening to this podcast and you have something that is similar to suck for luck for Caleb Williams, please let us know, and maybe we'll give you a small, small prize. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I think. But this is going to be interesting because we just saw Steve make a move. I mean, does Zane make a move? Does Steve have another move in him? Um, I think. I think I think Zane's ability to make a move is Mm -hmm. far more relevant than than Steve simply because Zane has. I mean, George Pickens is on the other side, but I think Javante Williams can be moved um, just because you're unsure of what the Denver offense is going to be doing mm-hmm. um mayor's not seen nearly the attention there Rashad Bateman is a, is a good hold um I don't know if Zach Wilson's on this roster at the end of the year simply because we could see him going uh Josh Dobbs is going to be interesting with Kyler Murray coming back there well, yeah, is Josh Dobbs like I mean but the thing is what do you even trade them for like Josh at, Dobbs at like this can point you even get time, a fourth round pick just oh, I, I definitely think no. I, I think I don't think I, I think somebody would absolutely trade a fourth round pick for Josh Dobbs in a desperate situation where you, I mean, you've lost if Tua goes down, just random, uh, just a quarterback with injury history. Mm-hmm. Is Josh oh, Dobbs sure. the oh shit, I need to cover two weeks mentality as you have two weeks right now before Kyler Murray's eligible to come back? And even then, we don't know if he's going to be able to come back. Um, but I think I think if somebody would pay a fourth round draft pick for, uh, oh shit, I need a coverage guy. Adam hasn't done it yet, so I don't think it's ever going to happen. But we'll see. Maybe Zane can work his miracle. Um, all right, with the recent Steve move, do you think Steve will overtake and yeah, get Steve's, back in the? In Steve's one one for me. You think? Okay. I I think so. I think Steve's one one. I think Zane's going to do it. That's my prediction right now. I think Zane's going to maintain the 1.1. Um, all right, let's move on. This was probably the biggest news of the weekend. Um, Nick Chubb kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, a very just devastating, horrific injury. Um, Armand obviously linked the picture in group chat. Um, it's not great. You know, he's out for the year, obviously. And I know, like, there's a lot of, like, people speculating, you know, nothing you know, confirmed. Like, this could be a career-ending injury. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Dan? 
same knee injured in college. Yep. It, it's completely destroyed it. So, I mean, and again, this is, this was probably arguably one of the worst sports injuries I've ever seen. Um, a big fat fuck you to Matt Aiken um, for sending just a still photo of what his fucking knee looked like. But it was, I mean, this is devastating. Just, I, I, yeah, it's, I'm going to be very hard pressed to see him come back mm-hmm. in the way that he's been in the first couple of years. And he, he's had a great career trajectory. If you just said, Hey man, like, do, do you think this guy's going to make the hall? I would have said, absolutely. hundred percent. And to watch just a random fluke of an injury, potentially take that away from him. Heartbreaking. And obviously, you know, thoughts, love, and prayers when he listens to our podcast, you know, going out to him. But, um, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, this is devastating for any and all owners that had him just absolutely brutal. Yeah. I mean, for Nick's team, the injuries are slowly starting to really pile up. Um, Cups obviously has not played a game yet. Um, he's got a few missed, you know, starts for some, or some other players being banged up. You know, the, the Rogers injury indirect, indirectly impacted him with Kara Wilson. And now this Chubb thing. I mean, obviously Nick is still like a great team, even without Nick Chubb. Um, but does this change like his ceiling or trajectory? Do you still think he's the favorite in the league? Like, how do you, how does this injury impact him in, in your mind? Uh, the depth really helps. And I mean, obviously, yeah. Bijan has been everything we've expected him to be. Kenneth Walker is kind of holding out. Charbonnet has given him a chance to do it. But the running back depth with Barkley having injury, Chubb having injury, um, Reynolds is not being relevant. We'll see what happens with Tony Jones just because Jamal Williams has his piece to it. He, he might be the guy here for the next couple of weeks um, mm-hmm. until, until Kamara gets back. You just kind of piece it together and pray that you can get Barkley back super healthy um, in two to three weeks. And that's kind of a let 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 uh, Tony Jones cover you for two weeks, mm-hmm. get Saquon Black healthy. And at that point in time, it's a hope and a prayer. Does Nick have the pieces to acquire an additional running back? Yeah, I think so. I think he has enough wide Does receiver he need depth. To? Yeah, I think he needs to have at least – he needs to have a backup plan. Be, um Barkley has so like what are we because right now he's got B. John, Ken Walker, Josh Jacobs. And oh, I missed Jacobs on the roster. That's on me. So I missed no that, that I missed Jacobs. That's on me. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. I was gonna say like that was a that was I a mean, miss. Just a miss. It'd be a luxury, but I, I don't know if it's necessary unless like the Barkley injury for whatever reason gets worse. Yeah, if he if he loses like another guy for any between four to six weeks, especially with coming into buys. Yeah, mm-hmm. that needs to happen. There has to be the depth there. Atlanta okay. in 11, uh, Seattle in 5, and Jacobs in 13. He's at least spread out. And then, obviously, if Saquon comes back, Saquon's in 13. So two 13s is a questionable point, depending on where we're at. But, I, I mean, if you're going to lose chalk up one week in this division, it's going to be kind of tough. So these next eight weeks are going to be. Oops, someone's typing. This isn't. This is suspenseful. Um, but these next eight weeks are going to be 
super important for Nick to establish himself as the team in um, the Avengers division to to be the man that uh, is going to finish up top. All right, I about that all. Um, so obviously, you know, Nick Chubb's out for the year uh, for the Cleveland Browns. That leaves Jerome Ford and then freshly signed Kareem Hunt uh, to lead the backfield. Yep. Uh, any thoughts or takeaways on how you expect that to play out between those two guys? Ford's going to be the guy for this week and Kareem Hunt's going to take over. Hunt is just too proven for me to not be able to trust him. He's been in the offense. It's not going to be a steep learning curve for him to come back into the offense. Um, I think this is going to be this is this was an easy sign for mm-hmm. for Cleveland, and this I think just makes makes them a little bit stronger. Uh, losing Chubb is tough, but watching Chubb and Hunt split, yeah, is is big and being a st- and Stefan still owning that and trading away Nick Chubb. Yeah. Kind of coming back full circle. Yeah, I mean, I think it was an easy signing just because of obviously the the fit, but I'm a little I don't agree with your take that he's gonna take over this backfield. You I mean, I think this is gonna be the guy. I mean, the Cleveland Browns told us that he's gonna be the guy when they let Kareem Hunt like walk and did nothing. Like they said bye. You know, he was on the couch until Nick Chubb suffered a brutal injury and he would have never got another call. So I don't know. I think Ford looked pretty good uh, coming in uh, to replace Chubb in like the the rest of that ball game last night. So it might get split a little bit, but I I think it is going to be the Ford show. And I'm not just saying that because I have him. Okay. Well, I mean, shout out (laughs) Stefan here. Stefan is also the proud owner of a signed framed Nick Chubb jersey, courtesy of collectibles. Um, So, I mean, kind of, kind of a little painful to see that kind of happen, but that, um, the frame jersey is pretty sick. God bless BS collectibles too. If you haven't, you don't know what they are. Check them out. Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. Great business. Addicting business, but yeah, sports member beer. Um, anything else on just Nick Chubb, this Cleveland Browns backfield or any other ramifications that we haven't considered? I let's hope Chubb kind of bounces back here that's the that's the big piece to it i don't want to see him and his talent level go out with not being able to prove his full worth in his career amen to that um all right let's move on and you know we talked about kind of steve squad um and just how it's sitting you know things are looking let's just kind of run through the rest of the teams in the justice league division and let's start with your team dan um obviously high aspirations going into the season um through two weeks you're three and one which on one hand you know is nice but i think when you dig a little bit deeper um i i don't know if you're feeling great yeah um before i jump in i mean how what are your thoughts I mean, the Richardson health piece is very concerning. Two weeks, two concussion protocols. You don't feel real good, real good about that. On the flip side, you have um, uh, Matt Jones, who's been relatively decent through the couple of weeks. You watch mm-hmm. Brees Hall go off in week one and be fucking irrelevant in week two. What I mean, that's tough. Um, Cam Akers obviously got traded a couple hours ago, so owning the Minnesota <laughs> backfield, I have a – at least I have starting running backs that I can rely on. Mixon has been solid, not not great. Yeah. Uh, Pittman's been really good. Um, Joshua Kelly was very underwhelming in getting his start 
with an injured Austin Eckler. So you hated seeing that. Miles Sanders has been less than exciting with it, but I have a real depth issue. I it's it's tough. Uh, Tyler Boyd went through and had a decent week. Michael Gallup has been lost in the world. Alan Lazard, again, lost without Aaron Rodgers. Troutman had his opportunity and fucking put up a goose egg. Chase Claypool is fuck. He hate that fucking offense. Antonio Gibson's not there. Um, you got to hope that Brees Hall is going to get his pair. Wandale Robinson getting back from injury is what I really need to have because I think he'll do very well in that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Deuce Vaughn has been, I think, exciting to see just because of, I is mean, small. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. It's a fucking midget playing football. It's great and everything but there's a lot of there's so many question marks on my team yeah that i it's not good i love what i'm seeing out of richardson for sure but the 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 back-to-back concussion pieces to me not finishing last week after getting in for two scores it's concerning it really is and you've got to hope that he learns to get down that he learns to you know not take a ton of hits is what you really hope for. And um, overall, I still feel confident. I, I know I'm going to make the playoffs. The finishing is the one seed I feel less excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no way I missed the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I, so I think the when I look at your team, and I think, you know, this is something I think Nick brought up a few times when looking at your squad, is it's very clear, like, the lack of elite options on your team because – Richardson and Josh Allen, like I do think Richardson is close to an elite option just from what we've seen. I think the the floor is very high um, thanks to his, you know, rushing abilities. Now, obviously, if he's out for an extended period of time, so that changes. Um, but when you look at everyone else, like I thought, you know, guys like Mixon, Hopkins, you know, some of the other guys, Sanders, like would be like high end, like number twos at their positions. And I think, like, the problem is, like, everyone just looks like a flex option, Um, you know, which, don't get me wrong, like, everyone would love to have, like, DeAndre Hopkins as, like, their flex or, um, you know, Michael Pittman as their flex. Um, But the problem is, like, if you're starting, you know, what would that be? Like, your your, third third started player to, like, your 10th started player are all flex options. So, like, the guys that are, like, ninth and 10th, like, those are great. But, like, the guys that are, like, third, fourth, fifth, like that's where it gets ugly. And I think that's what's kind of kneecapped your production so far. So, I mean, I guess the question is, do you think like these guys can rebound or is there maybe concern for um, if that's even possible right now? There's concern, 100%. It's it's in my mind wrapping myself around that. And I know I'm one of the more probably, I I might be the toughest player in this league to trade with. Um, it's, It's trying to figure out the elite talent versus having like number two depth Mm -hmm. and what can I do to move some pieces, some picks to get top tier talent versus not mortgaging my mortgaging myself for the future to be able to be elite a couple years down the road with the ability to draft well. And that's, it's tough. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's, it's no. just, I mean, it's not tough. I, I might just be pig-headed in thinking that outside of moving Noah Fant for a first, which fucking whatever it is, uh, that could be PTSD for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it is. It's a little bit of a tough spot just because a lot of these guys, you know, Joe Mixon, Hopkins, um, you know, Sanders, like they're not exactly like spring chickens. They're not young guys. Um, obviously, the quarterbacks you can count on long term. You know, Brees Hall, you'd like to think you can count on long term, but like the window with this core is probably closer to like the end or, you yeah. know, smaller than you think. Um, and, you know, you do have some like excess, you know, draft capital, which is nice, but it's not a ton. So it's like, uh, how do you find that balance? Like, you just need to kind of pull an arm on and just commit to like these next two years and like just say, fuck it. Or at a certain point, you just take a step back and you're like, you know, I'm going to move Miles Sanders for, you know, a piece that doesn't help me now, but like it keeps my title window open a little bit larger um, and gives me a better option to contend, you know, next year. I don't know. And that's a tough, tough spot to be in. Yeah. And it's it's where do you hedge your bets? I mean, Hop trading him, getting him before his landing spot was a little rough. Um, expecting bigger things out of Miles Sanders because I thought he, you know, he fucked a coach's daughter and that was the, his, his, you know, the reason why he didn't start. And everything. Like, I mean, there's a couple pieces that, that are interesting. I mean, and it's, it's where do we go? What kind of happens and where we're at, but we're hoping that, I mean, Tutu Atwell has been very encouraging yes. yep. with it. So, I mean, he's getting a start for me this weekend in Cincinnati. Um, we're going to kind of try and piece life together a little bit. And, you know, especially with my matchup this week going against Stefan, it's, uh, this is a real shit to get off the pot moment for me. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Adam's squad and Adam's team. I mean, I think, you know, initially the expectation was playoffs. I mean, like now that I'm just looking at just the results and you're seeing like Eckler miss a game, you're seeing Najee Harris, like look like a shell of his former self. Um, you know, some like Diggs and Kittle, like not be like super duper elite like we've seen. Like, does Adam not even have to worry about the playoffs, which is worry about not being like one of the worst teams in the league? Like, how are you? What's your temperature check on Adam right now? I, Adam still has to feel somewhat confident with rostering QB one, wide receiver one, wide receiver three, maybe four, tight end two, maybe three. Um, I but don't think Kittle is close to that. I'm going to call you. You think so, really? Not anymore. Okay. All right. I mean, he's tight end 26 right now, so I don't have a really like the standard. Having Eckler miss a game sucks. Eckler yeah. is. Well, that's the whole thing with Adam's team, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The top six are great. If any of the top six miss time, he's fucked because he yeah. has literally, literally, his best player on his bench is probably Logan Thomas or Matt Collins. Mm-hmm. That's it. You don't feel good about Cordero Patterson. You just like he wasn't even active the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Rashad Penny is fucking like same boat. 
yeah, Gainwell got hurt, so we got to fucking hope that somebody else gets hurt. There's nobody on this fucking depth roster. It's awful. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Wilson, you hope, comes back, and, you know, maybe he'll be relevant in Miami like we saw last year. But, yeah, the, the, the last, like, four guys on this, ben, or on this starting lineup has just been that much of a hindrance to his team. Yep. Um, you, you, so you still think he's making the playoffs? I mean, he made a move that makes him a little bit competitive. Kevin mm-hmm. obviously makes a move to make him less competitive. But Pukunakua for Kevin's roster has been amazing. Sam Howell's yeah. been very decent. Stafford's pieced the world together. Thielen had a great week. Obviously, more comes in here with big question marks. Evan Ingram has had two decent weeks um, as he sits at tight end number three with a 12 and a 14 point game. Gabe Davis had a monster week last week. Um, the McKinnon and Herbert piece are going to be very interesting. Obviously McKinnon's not the starter, but he is the pass catching back. And I think Khalil, Khalil Herbert with what we saw out of um, Rashawn Johnson, he might not be the starter. And I think Rashawn Johnson is going to get his opportunities. It's, and if he's not the starter, you turn around and you've got Jamal Williams, who's questionable. You have Devin Singletary, who is playing second fiddle. You have Kenneth Gainwell, who's questionable. I, th- I, I've st- I think Kevin has it. Um, I don't think the, the moves Adam made is going to be strong enough to get mm-hmm. past Kevin. But I don't think I – would I rule it out? Absolutely not. I think Kevin's got bigger depth, and that well, is going to help him stay point relevant throughout the year. And let's kind of continue talking about Kevin as we switch over to his team. I mean, he's obviously in an interesting spot because he's not, you know, he he's not really contending. Well, no, he doesn't I, want to. Well, I don't know if he doesn't want to because at the end of the, I guess he has his own money. Yeah. But well, but he doesn't have a first, so like it's not like you just want to completely punt and give like Steve. He's got a he's got two first and twenty four, right? But it's not his first. He doesn't yeah, have it's it's, first. it's Ruth and Jerry's, but Jerry's also in the bottom half right now, so he's got a top. He's no, got I know, but the point is though, that doesn't impact Kevin's like That's mindset true. first. No, you're right. I agree. Um, okay. so, but I but at the same time too, like Kevin is clearly you know we saw him move Henry, we saw him just move Jonathan Taylor. You know he's clearly angling for the future, and I think we're going to see more of those trades. You know trickle in over the course of the season um so that works obviously in adam's favor and you know kevin is slowly starting to stockpile you know a decent amount of picks you know he's getting some younger players you know it's it's going to be a longer rebuild at least right now unless he hits on you know a few more puka nakuas in the fourth round um it's going to take him you know maybe a little bit more than a year or two to turn things around um but, I mean, you got to like, I think, some of the moves, I think, that Kevin has made so far. Um, at least I, I've been a fan from his rebuilding perspective. I thought he pivoted off pretty nicely from two running backs, which in this day and age I think are tricky to move. Um, he's still got some running – or he's still got some wide receivers that could be interesting pieces. He's got, you know, maybe a quarterback or two um, that I think could be sold. But Kevin's in a – Interesting spot, but I think he's finessing it pretty well. I think Kevin, you could argue, is probably in one of the best spots at the moment. The ability well, to make he doesn't money have a first. 
Well, yeah. okay. Sorry, go ahead. I, I just say it's it, while he doesn't have his first, he still has two picks. One's going to probably be early. One's probably going to be late. Um, but he still has. I mean, picking two first round draft picks between seven and twelve versus not having anything at all. I'd still take two first between seven and twelve with the ability to potentially say, I have an outside chance to beat Dan or Stefan to make money in this league. Yeah, I mean that's for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, he just just move Jonathan Taylor, so he didn't keep him, and you know, he kind of used him to ride towards the future. Um, so I just I wonder how much he he actually believes that. Um, I think you know right now he definitely has like a if this team that Kevin had stayed the same for the next twelve weeks, I think he's better than Adam and making the playoffs over Adam. But I don't know if Kevin's going to keep this roster for the next 12 weeks. And I think that's what, you know, uh, holds me back here. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. All right. Uh, Chris's team. Chris is kind of the, I don't know, just steady Eddie right now. He's got a young squad um, and not really rocking the boat too much. Um, but when you look at some of these young guys, I mean, are you excited about the quarterbacks? Are you optimistic? Are you worried? Um, he's got some young wide receivers, um, even some young running backs. I mean, what are your thoughts when you look at Chris's team right now? I mean, two young guys, obviously, poor week ones, better week twos. So you feel, mm-hmm. you hope you just continue to see improvement. And I think it's all you can look for is, you yeah. know, they're going to throw picks. You know, they're going to make mistakes. Can they learn from them? And as they progress in the season, when you see less and less mistakes and more and more smart plays, even if it's throwing the ball away, you feel better about what, they have the ability to get you when they have the ability to make a play. And I think that's, that's an important piece. Jamar chase has been kind of the enigma of what we expect versus what we're getting, but in, in all fairness, the whole Cincinnati offense has been that way. So yeah. I don't really look too much into that. Zay flowers has been a, I, I think has been great. Um, I, even if the shy last week, I think he was been fucking fantastic. Um, Oconquo as we talked about earlier when he acquired him, wasn't a big fan of, but as we continue to look at the bench depth, Rashawn Johnson, very exciting. MVS is a little concerning. Tooney is awful after coming out of week one. Dawson Knox had a resurgence um, with overtaking the rookie, but uh, quarterback-wise is the highlight here for what we get excited about. I think two quarterbacks, Zay Flowers, Traylon Burks, I'll give some credit to. Jamar Chase is great. Tyler Algier is the guy for me that I think is going to be on the very, very, very fast dumpster train. Really? Okay. I just, I, I, I'm watching fucking Bijan go and Algier steal two goal line carries from him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just fucking, oh, I can only imagine Nick Ruth trying to fucking throw shit at his fucking, fucking TV at that point in time. <laughs> I don't understand how Bijan almost doesn't touch the ball every single time, but they line him up at wide receiver. They've got him in the backfield. He's just that explosive that Tyler Algier with his, it's not even size. He's 5'11", 220, but he gets the carries where they kind of just matter. Yeah. I mean, the coaching staff, you know, Arthur Smith is certainly not the most fantasy friendly guy. We can say when you talk about Drake London, Kyle Pitts, you know, now potentially B. John uh, in terms of utilization, he very much uh, just cares about 
his team success and winning over everything else and not your fantasy team. So that's a little bit frustrating. Yeah, it's I think there's a lot of questionable situations I think that Chris has to deal with. Yeah, and that's kind of my question because I think like the when you look at Chris's team, you know, first of all, look at like future picks. He has all his future picks, but he has no like excess like capital. When you look at like the team that he has right now, like this is basically his squad. Like, yeah, he's probably or he's gonna add probably another high first. So like that's worth something. But like we saw like the last like two or three drafts, um, he was adding, you know, multiple picks, you know, multiple players like were added in the last couple draft classes. That's not gonna happen anymore. Does he have a core right now that you think can blossom and grow into a team that can contend? Or, you know, should he maybe be aggressive, kind of like moving off some of these, I'm not going to say the younger players, but maybe some of these older players, you know, try to get, or quote unquote older players, but players maybe that aren't a part of like his core to try to get more capital and have more bullets in the hole to find, you know, the next sleeper, whether it's first round picks or even second round picks, because we see these guys pop up all over the place. Yeah. So Jimmy G needs to be gone. Yeah. He needs to go very, very fast. Um, MVS gone. I think that needs to be a very quick get rid of. Um, but who's trading anything worthwhile for MVS? Like if he was on the waiver wire, time is a, anyone would add him. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm not disagreeing with it. But I mean, when we look at Hollywood Brown, yeah, I think he's gone. At least he should be. I think if you look at Stroud and Burks, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, Zay Flowers, and I'll. Uh, obviously who Bryce young yeah correct basically those guys are the core and everyone else damian pierce could be an interesting trade piece that he could get rid of um but he's he's been an enigma the start of this year it has been and between him and devin singletary and that's where i don't know how much i they just don't have a rushing attack they just don't they're relying on on stroud even passing the the ball They've been passing the hell out of the it's, ball. It's the it's the it's the air raid offense. Yeah, that's what it is. And forty five pass attempts through two games. That's pretty yeah. pretty impressive for a rookie. I'd say Traylon Burks. You can also scoop into that like young core. Yeah. And I mean, like Nick says, the He's running backs Johnson are the two on the bench. Yep, yeah, running backs are the last two pieces you need to place into mm-hmm. what needs to be good. Chris is maybe one to two years away from getting two top tier running backs in place and having a young dynamic roster setup that could be feared in the weaker justice division. So you feel good about this core then? I think, I think it's a solid core. I'm not, I think there's probably five pieces I'm excited about with, with young um, Shroud, Burks, Zay Flowers and Jamar Chase. I think are my big, like, yeah, let's go kind of pieces. Okay. Um, but we need to get a couple more of those to be overly excited on contending. Yeah, no, I fully agree with that. We need to see how this talent develops, but um, I think Chris's team is going to be fun to watch over the season because young guys historically, you know, rookies particularly, it doesn't usually happen right away. Not everyone's Puka Nakua or whoever and crushes from day one out of the gate it usually is like a ramp up period over the first like half of the season and by 
November or something, we're seeing a lot of these guys be a bit more consistent and fantasy relevant. So I think Chris has a few guys on his team that could be that. Um, and, and, you know, who knows, maybe if the, if we see the third playoff spot sag a bit and like disappoint, you know, maybe Chris is its team to watch. Maybe at the end of the year, he goes on a little bit of a run. I don't know. Yeah. Only time will tell. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about the last team. And I, I wonder, do, do you have any idea where I was going with my text and I sent it out earlier for Stefan? No, not a fucking clue. Okay. So I think like, when you look at Stefan and his team, I had the perfect comparison for him in this division. Okay. You've seen The Lion King, right? Uh, the original or the Seth Rogen as Pumbaa? The original. Yeah. So Stefan is Scar, and everyone else in this division is a hyena because they're like a complete and utter joke, and Stefan's the only one that's relevant right now. I'm sorry that this hurts. That's kind of hurtful, fucking brother. I was like, fuck, that was a fucking shot right now. But, I mean, Kirk Cousins is QB1. Is it hard to argue with it, though? Like, no, Stefan no, is like light years ahead of everyone right now. Like, when you look at, oh, like, that's not, scored, yeah, I, I wouldn't go light years, but Stefan is in. He's like 90 points more code. than you. He's in a different zip code. Okay. All right. Zip code, I'll take. Yeah. I mean, it's just the, the pieces that he has that have performed. Jordan Addison's been fucking. Th- fantastic Kirk Cousins is QB1 mm-hmm. and like I mean I had Kirk Cousins in my roster two years ago I, did, never, yeah. I, I never would have fucking been like yeah Kirk Cousins is gonna be fucking QB1 fucking awesome dude like he's outperforming fucking Dak Prescott no I mean fuck that doesn't happen um Aaron Jones obviously missing a week is kind of a, a downside piece to it but Rashad White has been great in week two was tough in week one Yep. Uh, Godwin fell second fiddle to Evans last week, but still had a decent one. Dallas Goddard is coming back with it. Nico Collins had an amazing week, too. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he gets Kareem Hunt back that's on a roster. David Montgomery, prior to being injured, was very consistent at 12, 13 points. Um, this roster is very interesting. I th- obviously, I mean, when you have very the number good. one player in in Kirk Cousins and having solid pieces in Aaron Jones, Jordan Addison, um, I didn't even look at Tyler Lockett. Great week two, shitty week one. Um, Dak, who is playing with the best defense on the face of the planet right now. Mm-hmm. It's hard to argue that he's not in a good position. And obviously, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there. Let's just Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker consistent, very, very consistent first two weeks, and it's two of the easiest defenses in the league. But let's ignore that. It, I mean, let's but see still. what he does against Philly this week. Yep, for sure. That's that's going to be the true test. And obviously, Godwin is playing against Philly this week, and having ten pieces with it or ten point games with it, it's it's hard to say that this team isn't a, more is isn't less scary than mine. Or more scary. It's been a long night. <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean, you feel – I mean, Stefan's obviously shown he can put up points. And these guys can perform. And if you're Stefan, you're feeling pretty fucking good about the fact that you can get a buy and have a – what is it, a 75% chance at making money? Yeah, pretty much. You just need to win – you got two weeks to win a game. You, yeah, two weeks to win one game. That's it. So, um, yeah, I mean – depth, but, I mean, it's – there's not a lot to be in depth about. No, I mean, I think Stefan is clearly the best team right now in this league. 
Um, and you mean it, this division? In this division, yes. This that league. Justice League. Yeah, the, like, the, the Justice League. I just felt Ruth jump through the fucking microphone in this league. <laughs> just fucking no, felt I, that. No, I think he's the best player in this Justice League division. Um, I think the only way he's going to be caught is through either injuries or trades um, from the teams behind him. Um, so I will see. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Adam's obviously going to make a trade, but I don't know if that'll be enough. Um, your team, I mean, maybe you'll make a trade. I don't know. Um, and Kevin's just happy to be here, but happy to be here. It might be good enough to be top three. I don't know. Yep. Um, and I mean, obviously this week with me playing, Stefan is going to kind of set the first overall um, trend to see who's going to be potentially top dog in this league. All right. Yeah. I mean, I just hashtag segue into some of those pieces, but I mean, this is, this is the put up or shut up for me and Stefan coming into basically saying, Hey, we got to play each other twice. This is first round week one, week three of us going at each other. And we're both three and one top of the division. He might have better potential points, but to make and the playoffs, standings points. all that matters. And actual points. Yeah. Standings is all that matters to make, the, to get the one, one or to get the buy. Standings matter within the tiebreakers points scored. And oh, correct. He's Not got the about 90 more points. Yep. Um, okay, well, let's pivot over to matchups then. And we'll start with, of course, the easier matchups and work our way up. Uh, first one, we're going to talk about Steve taking on Adam. Um, you know, we joke that this is, is an this easy matchup. Is, is this a pick three thing? Or pick four? I mean, is it though? Because right now, Adam has scored, I mean, yes, Adams outscored Steve's team by I said 30, 50 points. But when you look at like the potential points, Adam is only ahead of Steve by seven points. Like okay. Steve, Adam, Adam is closer to like having the first, the second overall pick in the draft than he is in being in the playoffs. Now he doesn't have his first, so that's not really a conversation piece. But it's just interesting how. Um, depressing uh, Adam's production has been thus far. Obviously, we're all clean sweeping and taking Adam, I assume, but interesting how it's maybe not as close as you might have expected it to be. Adam. Yeah, Adam for Nick as well. Last week, by the way, you and I went 5-1. and one. Nick went 4-2. and two. Fucking scrub. The Kevin upset. <laughs> yep. Yep, Didman. Um, all right, let's move on to Zane taking on Armand. Should be another clean sweep, I'm guessing. Yep. I like Zane. Oh. <laughs> Zane? Kidding, Armand, no. Okay. We're all taking <laughs> Armand. I wanted to throw that out there. I might be a little drinking, but I was like, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking throw him for a curveball here. I respect it. Um, all right. This one, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll, it won't be a clean sweep. I don't know. But Kevin's taking on Chris this week. Um, who are you taking down? Is it with the fight? And like, I'm still sitting here and I finally fucking found it here. Um, I mean, I'm gonna take Kevin. It's, I just, I feel better. I don't necessarily like the running back situation all that much more, but I really love the wide receivers. I really love the quarterback matchup and being more consistent. Um, I'll take Kevin. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm taking Kevin as well. I think it'll be interesting to see if Chris's team can get, um, yeah, some of his guys back on track. 
you know, when is Jamar Chase? When is Damian Pierce going to show us what they're capable of? But Nick's taking Kevin as well, so it's another clean sweep. Um, let's move on. I think we got probably three more competitive games right now. These are going to be the um, competitive ones. Yes. And let's talk about first Nick taking on Jerry this weekend. All right. Talk about whichever team you want, or we can go position by position. Yeah, I mean, uh, T-Lon Hurts and Herbert and Purdy. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Herbert plays better than Purdy does. It's, uh, it's a it, – Purdy goes off Thursday night against the Giants, and the Giants have been fucking less than lackluster. But Minnesota's also been a fucking sieve for yep. defenses. Henry with the questionable tag is kind of interesting to be there for, for Jerry. So mm-hmm. you don't necessarily like that. And you've got, obviously, Bajan and Kenneth Walker. Ramondre Stevens has been very consistent at RB10. But this is where we start getting a little rough. St. Brown questionable, Waddle questionable, Kelsey over Fryermuth, Evans could go off. DK's got a questionable tag. Pacheco's got a questionable tag. Nick's very, very healthy. I'll take Ruth. Nick is not very, very healthy, as he is worried about, obviously, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb's dad, Cooper Cup is dead. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so that's great, but you're not starting them. The guy you're playing, Garrett Wilson, is probably the biggest question mark you have in a flex spot. Right. Just because you don't believe in Zach Wilson. But the fact that DK, Pacheco, St. Brown, Waddle, and Derrick Henry all have questionable tags coming out of Wednesday's practice. Yep. Well, Wednesday, I, it's a bet rest. Day. Oh, yeah. I think Tuesday's the better rest day for me. Okay. I think Tuesday coming off rest, Wednesday being like limited is a different mm-hmm. story. But still carrying a questionable tag, you don't, it's not as concerning. Questionable on Thursday is where I get a little rough. Thursday and Friday questionables are not good for me. Um, and obviously we do this on we're doing this on Wednesday instead of Tuesday, but zero cues on Nick's side versus one, two, three, four, five on Jerry's. At where we're picking right now, give me Ruth. Okay. I'm taking Nick as well, and Nick is taking himself. So it's a clean sweep. Um, all right. Let's do, 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 do Brother Ball. I'm taking on Sam this week. Bring yeah, this one, I think, this is where we start getting interesting. And obviously, we had touched earlier on Justin Fields and the comments he made about being robotic and not being able to just let him play the game of football. Lamar Jackson gets to play the game of football. Deshaun Watson and Geno Smith are a wash to me. Neither guy is impressive. Neither guy is flashy. So I'm irrelevant there. Um, CMC and ETN versus Gibbs and Brian Robinson. CMC playing Thursday night. Arguably the best running back in football. Hard to argue against that. Olave Ridley had a tough week. Lamb looks great. A.J. Brown um, had a down week in week two after a good week in week one. T.J. Hawkinson is tight end one over Mark Andrews. Um, Ford and Pollard against Cooper and Swift. There's a lot of interesting pieces. And obviously Joey Burrow sitting down there on the bench with the questionable pieces to whether he's going to be in. Um, I'm going to take Sam. I'm sorry, brother. I just, no. I, I like that matchup a little bit too much. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're going up against Christian McCaffrey, it's hard to feel good. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I'm leaning Sam as well. Um I think the interesting thing for this matchup will just be the quarterbacks. 
um, Fields and Geno Smith, I think, are the right calls for Sam. But, you know, do we see Fields kind of look like the explosive runner Fields after you know the conversation to earlier today? Um, and Geno Smith, I thought he rebounded nicely in Detroit last week. You know, does he keep that rolling against Carolina? Um, Lamar and Watson, on the other hand, they've got p- two pretty nice matchups. So I think if I do have any chance this week, um, it's going to come back to those quarterbacks performing um, and helping close the gap on Sam's running backs and the juicy matchups they have. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think it's Sam and Nick is taking Sam as well. So it's a clean sweep. We have not been exciting this week. No, no it's been. Says. Yeah. Well, maybe Nick's finally figuring it out that he needs to start picking exactly like us. Even well, though he picked ahead of us. He picked ahead <laughs> of us, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about we'll make it the matchup of the week. 1v2 in the Justice League. Dan, it's you taking on Stefan. Yeah. It's your breakdown. No, no. Go ahead and start, dude. Like, I, I had the first five. I did your mm-hmm. game. Like, why don't you go ahead and take this one and let me find a, kind of figure out what my thoughts are to your responses okay so let's talk about quarterbacks i mean obviously i think the biggest question right now is anthony richardson is he gonna play um i believe last i heard he's still in concussion protocol i don't even think he was eligible to practice today so tomorrow is going to be like the most important day obviously for him are we going to see him do like those you know step processes that he has to clear before he can get back um is there any update can you shed any light with richardson since i'm sure you're well-versed in what's happening with him. He is still in concussion protocol, and he okay. did not practice today, so you were right. He had, tomorrow is tomorrow is the biggest day for me, mm-hmm. and if he clears, I'm great. If he doesn't clear tomorrow, I am in full-on panic mode going into Friday morning. Yeah, and I mean, also, let's take it a step further. Even if Richardson is cleared, playing at Baltimore, I mean, that's going to be a it's very a tough, tough matchup for a rookie to play as. Um, and even Josh Allen, I mean, Washington has been a very stout defense this year and just team overall. Um, and then even on your bench, like if for whatever reason Richardson's out or you're just not feeling confident, Mac Jones at the Jets. I mean, you, your quarterbacks just have very unfortunate matchup. Where on the flip side, Stefan's kind of lucky. Kirk Cousins going up against the Chargers. I feel like that game's going to be a shootout where both teams continually shoot themselves in the foot until one team finally wins it on like a pick six or something. And Dak Prescott going up against Arizona. Arizona's a team that's kind of been a little feisty this year, but um, I I think you like that matchup a little bit more for Dallas. So I definitely give the edge to Stefan's uh, in this situation when looking at the quarterbacks. I agree. When we switch over to running backs, you've got right now he's got Aaron Jones in his lineup for Stefan's squad. He's got Rashad White, and that's it for his starting running backs. Um, no, no one on the flex as well. Um, and unfortunately, he doesn't really have a lot of options on the bench um, with David Montgomery not officially ruled out, but it seems likely he's going to be out this week. Um, Kareem Hunt, I think that might be a little bit too early to get him into the lineup. So if for whatever reason Aaron Jones doesn't play, which I don't think he's practiced yet this week. Um, I don't know where he goes. You know, do you swing with a hope and a prayer with the rookie with Eric Gray if Barkley's out against the 49ers? That's tough. Um, Melvin Gordon maybe gets called up. It seems like Justice Hill had a toe injury pop up, so maybe he gets some run this week. Um, and if not them, I think it's the the rookie, Zach Charbonnet. Um, but this is a pretty tough spot to be in from a running back perspective for um, Stefan's team at this point. Um, on the flip side, we look at your team, Dan. I mean, you got Alexander Madison. 
he's been a disappointment this year, I think is very fair to say. Um, But going up against the Chargers, I mean, that's not a bad matchup. Uh, Joe Mixon against the Rams, don't feel great. Um, Right now, it looks like you got Josh Kelly. We'll see what happens with Austin Eckler. I'm sure that could influence your decision. And then Miles Sanders going up against Seattle, that looks like a good matchup. Um, Looking on your bench for potential replacements if you want to. Um, Brees Hall, I mean, what can you even do with him at this point? Do you just have to wait until he's more consistent? Do you just have to keep him out there because he's just so good? Right now, you you don't have him out there, so I'm assuming you want to wait until he's consistent. It's tough. I mean, and this is where, like, he he puts up 14 points. He He has 127 yards on 10 attempts, and he has a catch for 20. Yeah, and then and he played thirty-one percent of the stat count. You go into da- you know, they played against Dallas, who was arguably the best defense in the league. Four for nine, no receptions on two attempts. Coming into New England, who is a, I don't think they're, I think they're middle of the road defense. You would say, right? Yeah, I mean, it's New England always plays people tough. I feel like he in especially the Jets. If you know, he's going to play, yeah, I, he definitely replaces Kelly for me if Eckler's out. Eckler's active. I'll t- I'd rather take the upside there on the young rook or the young second year guy than the Anyone guy that's on your team. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And that's the that's my piece right now is I'm kind of waiting back and forth. If Hall's out and Eckler plays, I'm in a very large oh shit moment for me. Yeah. No. Big time. Um, I mean, I think with that all said, your running backs, even though. You, you're starting more. Your team obviously relies on running backs. You have, I think, more favorable situation than uh, Stefan does right now. So yeah, I give you the Gus Edwards is going to be. Is gonna Gus be Edwards could be piece. another interesting yes. option as well. Um, he might even, frankly, be the piece because just yes. to tell, it, it seems like he's, it seems like he's trending towards being out this week. So we'll see. Um, when we switch over to wide receivers, um, at or excuse me, Stefan is going with Chris Godwin, Jordan Addison. Nico Collins, Tyler Lockett, and Jacoby Myers. Um, And I mean, Godwin's going up against Philly. You know, we saw Minnesota shred them. Uh, Jordan Addison's going up against the Chargers. I kind of expect that to be a, you know, potentially high-scoring game. Uh, Nico Collins has kind of been very resurgent this year and looking like an early breakout candidate with the pass-happy Stroud-led offense. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I mean, that's a tough matchup in Carolina, but we've, you know, Lockett is really matchup proof. And Jacoby Myers, um, it's I, I'm assuming he's going to be playing. He's still listed as questionable himself, I believe. Was it a concussion for him as well that kept him out last week? Um, um I feel like that's yeah, concussion, you're correct. But either way, I mean, when you look on the bench um for Stefan's team, I mean Jaden Reed, maybe you consider starting him if like Myers is out or something. Um Overall, pretty strong wide receiver matchups for Stefan's squad. When we look at your team, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins against Cleveland. I don't like that matchup. Michael Pittman against Baltimore. Um, Ironically, I mean, this is kind of a fun situation, but I think, like, if Richardson does sit out, like, maybe Pittman gets an uptick because I think the team passes more with Minshew. Um, Obviously, your team probably prefers Richardson play um, just for overall performance, but, you know, something to watch. 
Um, Tutu Atwell has been, you know, if Puka Nakua wasn't doing what he's doing, I think Tutu would have a lot more discussion because he's been extremely awesome. I mean, this whole Rams offense has been pretty, pretty interesting to see happen uh, so far this year. Um, and then on the bench, I mean, I don't even know who would be considered. I mean, maybe Tyler Boyd. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe. You gotta, it, Wandale becomes a very interesting option. Yeah, but I don't think he can afford to start no, him his first I, no. game against coming off an ACL injury. I mean, overall, I think I give the, uh, the smidgest of edges to Stefan's wide receiver core over yourself. Um, but it's it's not a runaway at this point from my perspective. No, I, I would agree. 100,000% would agree. And then for tight ends, it's it's Dallas Goddard, it's Riss, and it's Tyler Higby. Uh, Higby... I thought would be a lot more relevant this year, but it seems like McVeigh's really scheming towards the wide receivers. Um, and unfortunately that means Mc, uh, Higby just has not been extremely relevant. Um, and even looking at bench options, I don't know if there's a great option that you have, uh, to be honest. Um, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really feel great about it. No, there's no option. Dallas Goddard, I mean, he's... Not a sexy option, but he's got the much better quarterback and just situation right now uh, playing with, you know, this uh, Philadelphia offense. So I definitely give the edge to Goddard. Um, There's no really other way to slice that up. Yep. Um, All right. Before we make picks, I mean, let's anything you want to add for your team um, and just general thoughts. I hinge on Richardson being healthy. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's where I start here. I think Kelly's going to be flopped out with um, Priest Hall. Like, I can just feel that being what's going to happen because Eckler's going to be active. I'm going to continue to watch his injury reports if he's going to be snap counted. Mm-hmm. Um, with, uh, so many questions. It's just I'm in a very f- vulnerable position to put a decent lineup against Stefan right now. Yeah. Um. Do you want to real reveal first, or do you want me to? Um, so I'll just be that guy. I'll take myself. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge the bets and say, you know what? I'm gonna be able to to piece it together. I don't think Cousins can. Cousins to Addison is gonna be an interesting piece. Nico Collins against Jacksonville. I'm not gonna believe in. Dak is gonna do his things, but I feel like in this kind of a matchup, you just have to kind of say, you know what? Fuck the 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 rankings in pick them and take yourself. Oh, that's fair. I mean, it's, it's a toss up when you look at like the matchup and even looking at some other third party stuff. Uh, for me, I, I don't expect Anthony Richardson to play, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think Mac Jones, I just think the yeah, jets, the yeah. jets, the jets Patriots are just, it's a personal rivalry. And I think they're going to do everything that they can um, that defense, like that, which is what's going to hold them together, is going to do everything they can to make his life hell. So I think just the quarterback situation just becomes too tough for you. So I lean Stefan here. Um, I can only assume Nick echoes my comments because he's going with Stefan as well this week. Um, and unfortunately, we we have you losing, bud. It's fine. I mean, let's see what kind of happens here. This is where you go game up, I go game up, and Nick. Yeah, we're we're, we're splitting your life this time. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, any given Sunday, right? Any fucking Oh, yeah, Sunday. anything can happen. That's for damn sure. It's fantasy football. For all we know, Miles Sanders is going to go for 40 points this weekend. That's speaking into existence. I love it. 
<laughs> All right, Dan, anything we should uh, wrap or wrap up with or talk about before we wrap up? No, I mean, good luck to everybody this week. I think it's going to be a, again, we're in week three. This is kind of where we we're piecing life together here. We got two more weeks of interleague play before we move into interconference. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it's football season's back. Golf season's coming to an end. Um, but some, some fun times ahead and I look forward to many more pods. Oh yeah. All right. Well, on that note, fellas, it's been great. Uh, enjoy the show and we'll be back next week. Bye.